Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts and minds be pleasing to you, O Lord. Amen. In America, we value our freedom, don't we? Something we hold dear. I have the freedom to do whatever I want to do. I have the freedom to to go to church or not to go to church. I have the freedom to choose which denomination I'm a member of. I have the freedom to be lazy or to get up and pull myself up by my bootstraps. I have the freedom to do whatever it is I want to do. In America, we have the freedom to follow the faith of our fathers, that living faith we just sang about. That faith that envisions something bigger than ourselves. Something bigger than the 80 acres that we homesteaded three, four generations ago. Something bigger than Blue Earth County. Something bigger than Minnesota and even a faith that envisions something bigger than the United States. Abram and Sari were called by God. This is before they were renamed by God to Abraham and Sarah. Abram and Sari were living in one of the most powerful places in the world at the time. The, the story is that they lived in Ur, in modern-day Iraq. And they, they came across, somewhere between the Tigris and Euphrates, and they, they came across the desert into this wilderness land, into this land that God had promised them, what we now uh, refer to as Israel or the promised land. God calls them out of their safety and their security in this place where they're pretty comfortable. They had the freedom of choice. They could have stayed or they could have gone. And if they had stayed, we wouldn't be here today talking about Jesus So obviously, they went. They go from Ur to participate in the creative work that God is doing in redeeming creation. Or, as I sometimes will say, to participate in the inbreaking reign of God. That's what's happening here in this story today. That's what happens beginning with chapter 12 of Genesis all the way through to the end of the scriptures. It's people actively responding to God's call to them to participate in God's work of redeeming all of creation. So sometimes later, sometime later, Nicodemus 
was taught all of this in school. He knew the Torah back and forth, knew all of the scriptures, knew all of the commentaries back and forth. He would have known this being the position that stated he has in scripture. He knows that Abram and Sari long ago had left, had been sent out, had been called out to participate in God's creative work. But he sees where he's at that it doesn't seem to be true. That this promised land that the people that Abram and Sari had been given is overrun by Rome and has a history of foreign powers showing up and pushing the people out, sending them away, and they come back, and it's this, they see this painful situation. Nicodemus sees a situation where it doesn't appear that God's creative work is happening, that the reign of God is not real here and now in this world. Perhaps God's creative work has failed. And Nicodemus comes to Jesus, this miracle worker, this guy who's doing signs that only the Son of Man can do, comes to him in, dark, in the darkness because it's hard to admit that the path he's been following might be wrong, but his understanding of how God is at work in the world might be wrong. So he comes to this Jesus guy thinking, perhaps there's something new and different here. Perhaps Nicodemus comes to Jesus in darkness, in the chaos of night, in that space where we can't really admit that God is present or wanting for some light because we're so afraid that God isn't in the darkness. So Nicodemus comes to the light in the darkness. Wondering about God's creative activity in the world. Wondering if the light will come. Even though he's sitting right in front of the light, right? Nicodemus is wondering on whose term the light will come. When will this be happening? And then we get that wonderful Bible verse that showed up at almost every football game in the end zone in the uh, 1980s. The guy holding up the sign that said 316. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> that guy. What a guy. How expensive would that be today, right? To go to all those different football stadiums to hold up that sign that says 316. And he probably wouldn't be able to do it because they'd be so concerned about losing viewership. So they'd tear it out of his hands. They wouldn't let him bring it into the 
stadium. For God so loved the cosmos that God sent God's only Son so that whoever believes in him may not perish but have abundant life. And Jesus comes not to judge the world, but to show the world life. This is how the work that was started, God's work that was started in Abraham, Abram and Sari, will be completed. This is the end of that work. This is a realization that the kingdom is present, that God's reign is present even when the boot of Rome is on our necks. Even when we have so many choices and freedoms that we can choose not to follow, not to hear God and listen to God and follow God out into the wilderness. I sometimes wonder if we have so many freedoms today. That the main freedom we exercise is the freedom not to participate. We so often exercise that freedom to stay where we are right now at this very moment. How often are we willing to lean into the freedom of following God where God has called us, of participating in God's work, of reconciling the cosmos, calling us out of darkness into light? We have the freedom to participate in God's creative activities right here, right now. And God is not going to let up, is not going to give up on us. That country song, it didn't give up, so the devil gave up on me. I'm no stranger to the rain, Randy Travis, right? We have the freedom to participate in God's creative activity of God's redeeming of the cosmos, the entirety of creation. That's what's happening here. That's why we gather on Sunday mornings, because we know deep down inside that there's something unsettling about this world. There's something unsettling about the work that we do when we have to wait, when women have to wait until March 8th of the following year to make as much money as men do in the previous 12 months. An extra month and a week of work, two months and a week of work for women. We've been given a promise. 
that God is going to be with us as we lean into, as we follow God into this new thing. As we follow God into new life. As we follow where God has called us. As we follow God into the activity, the act of work. Of redemption of the entirety of the cosmos. Here and now. Amen.